the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Renee. And uh, both of us have quite a bit of car experience. Um, Renee doesn't have much grease underneath her fingernails, but I do. I think we got that established last week. Neither do you. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I don't. Andy thought you had just gotten a manicure. Yeah. Whatever. First of all, you have to draw the line between me and a manicure. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past you, but but I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not likely that I'm going to go in there and have my fingernails done. No, probably uh, not. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Five minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, and I'm going to do Chris a favor because he called in, and I'm going to take his call, and then I'm going to tell you about the Honda. Um, who had a vibration fixed by turning on the headlights. So, Chris, you're up first. How is it I can help you? Oh, boy, this is a problem. My uh, my son, my 17-year-old son, was full of himself, and he thought he could just pick a car out without any help. So he went and bought this Ford Excursion, a 2000, and uh, he remembers the guy saying to him this would, this would pass emissions. Well, uh, he's had it for uh, six months now. Uh, or seven, and and now the uh, fuel pump, uh, he he uh, had it switched, and uh, now it doesn't run as well. It's got some engine vibration now that it's got better uh, fuel pressure. But uh, he went down to uh, a couple of uh, uh, shops to uh, to find out what that engine vibration was, and they told him that it was uh, straight piped, meaning it has no catalytic converter. And uh, the to, for the engine light to not come on, he's got a computer in there that self wipes, and they said it would take seven thousand dollars to uh, uh, fix all that. It's also got a speech programmer, but neither of us know what that is. Anyway, um, what is a possible solution? Well, all we can think about is to get this thing running right with a with a with a correct computer and then maybe uh, use it up country where we're not in Maricopa County. Well, there's, there's a lot of things that you just put on my table. Um, but let me kind of regurgitate some of this to you. When he bought it, it was fine for about seven months. So it didn't have mm-hmm. any check engine light. And no, it, well, well oh. it, it should have had a check engine light. It's just that the, they said the computer is a type of, it's an aftermarket computer that self wipes. So the engine light, when it comes on or is going to come on, the computer wipes it out. Okay. So it doesn't so show on the dash. Does the check engine light, has it ever shown on the dash since you bought it? No. Okay. Um, when you turn the key on, does the check engine light come on for three seconds when you just turn the key on? 
Oh, I'm not aware of that. Okay. Well, that's the first thing we have to t- t- test. Okay. I can't explain this hypothesis about you have a computer that's aftermarket computer and that um, you have to put a $7,000 computer in it. That None of that makes well, sense. That would be to for everything, the catalytic converter and everything. Okay. Um, well, I'm still kind of confused about that because I'd like to have that job for $7,000. I could pretty much oh, okay. double or triple my money right there. You could put a new engine oh, in it. I can, put, I can damn near put a new engine in it for $7,000. Yeah. Uh, well, not a new one, but yeah. a good rebuilt, yeah. low-mileage rebuilt one. Um, it, it, it is he had it through emissions? Is that the whole issue, or does it this now new running rough is the issue? Oh no! The running rough was the new issue, and uh, and while they were at it, when they went to plug in their computer, they they found out this wasn't a normal computer, and that it was self-wiping, clearing the uh, the light, the check engine light. Okay. Well, if they couldn't plug in to the assembly line data link or the what's called the diagnostic link. If they couldn't plug into it, then they didn't know it was self-wiping. And that's a word that I've never used in 39 years, self-wiping. I've never heard that. Yeah, we've never okay. had any of that. So so it's it's a bad idea to try to fix your car based on what other people have said. because I've heard you, you say that before. Boy, you're right. Because, okay. you know, you told us to take another car down to Bell Auto and, and just shut up and, and let them diagnose it. <laughs> and yeah. it worked out great. Okay, well, Craig is Craig is one of the best uh, technicians that I know. I like him. His wife works there, too. What's her name? Vicky. Vicky. And Vicky actually plays the music, and Craig dances to the music, even though Craig is nine feet tall. <laughs> Vicky has the disposition of a very kind lady, but mm-hmm. she also has huge fangs. She's strong. She's, She's a very a strong, strong woman. woman. Um, it, it, here's the issue. We need to attack this one at a time. The first thing we need to do is get it to run. But what bothers me is we did a fuel pump, so somebody diagnosed something, then they put a fuel pump in it, and you, now you have this running poorly issue. So I think that it's entirely possible that the fuel pump wasn't the issue, and I think it manif- the problem manifested itself to this running poorly. So I think the focus should be, first and foremost, forget the check engine light, forget all this other um, uh, cow manure. Let's just deal with running bad, and let's fix that. And then after okay. that, if you've got a straight pipe on, and obviously the guy lied to you because if you don't have a catalytic converter, this thing ain't going to pass emissions. It's more likely that they took the light bulb out of the dash in order to make the light not come on. It's more likely uh-huh. that's the circuit we have to go in and look at. Now, they would have, I don't know how they plug in and determine this self-wipe kind of thing, but I don't buy that at all. I've never heard that nor ever used that. Here's what they're talking about, or here's what really goes on. When you have an engine computer on every car pretty much since probably 2000, you can't just fix something and expect the computer to bless the fix. There is a time frame that could very well be three days to a week or ten days. The computer has to see repetitiousness. It has to see this problem. It sees it go rich and it sees it goes lean. It needs to see that. This is called the monitor. So there's a monitoring system in there. So here's what happens. People used to go to the emissions and they'd fail. So they'd fail because the check engine light's on. So they would reset the check engine light. They'd go over to one of the auto parts store and they'd reset the engine. Or they'd take the negative cable off and they'd put it back on. Now the check engine light's not going to come back on until it sees this problem numerous times. So they try to sneak into the emission station. 
but what they don't understand is is there's a monitor that has to be reset so when you disconnect the negative cable I want to see X amount of times that everything's okay, which could be three days to ten days. And so at the end of the time, I'm going to reset the monitor and say zero. And at that point, when you go to the emission station, they look at the monitor and they go, Oh, Mark Salem, you just disconnected the cable because the monitor hasn't reset. So you need to come back after the monitor has reset, which is three to ten days. So if the monitor's reset, then that shows that the fix I affected worked perfectly. So we've got all this going on. As far as the, the exhaust is concerned, if you're in Scottsdale, Scottsdale muffler is a derivative of Mesa muffler, and Mesa muffler is who I deal with. You can feel very comfortable to go to Scottsdale muffler at the appropriate time and get an estimate to finish out the exhaust system on your car. He knows how to do it. He's worked around exhaust all of his life. The two boys that own Mesa muffler and Scottsdale muffler have been around cars ever since I was a youngster. So these guys really know what they're talking about. But the first thing I do is, is I go to Craig and just show him and tell him that it's how it's running and have him, what's your diagnostic fee, and then call me with an estimate. I think that's step one. So good luck to you, Chris. Thank you very much. Speaking of our good auto repair shops on the other end of town, mm-hmm. Action Auto is up on 40, um, actually I-17 in Deer Valley. He's a full-service family-owned operation. I refer people to him in the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area, and he's been open since 1983. Tom and his technicians are good. They're good at what, what I call the five basics. They're good at writing down the symptoms. They're good at diagnosing the symptoms. They're good at bidding the symptoms, the repair, and keeping within their bid. And, and last, they're really good at verifying that the problem you brought it in for didn't leave it the car didn't leave with the same problem so there's five steps that are really really important with the respect respect of getting your car fixed and fixed right so um action auto is up there if you don't have a repair shop then perhaps maybe you should try them and and you don't have to go in there with a thousand dollar repair go in there with an oil change mm-hmm. call them up and say i'd like to have an oil change and see how you like them and see how they talk to you so those are the issues mm-hmm. that that you actually have let's go to dan dan good morning to you how can i help you yeah, Mark. Yes, sir. Here's my concern. Uh, well, I got my oil change in my Tacoma truck, 2012, and then they went, it only had 49,000 miles on it. And the shop I went to wanted to do a, a transmission change and the change of fluid. They said it was dirty. And I said, don't worry, we're not going to do that because it, it's not called for at this time. And I knew I didn't have any symptoms or anything. And they're telling me, well, it's dirty. Isn't it a closed system? How are they going to see whether it's dirty or clean or whatever? Okay. The answer is, is it can be dirty. What they should have done and what you can do is, is you take the dipstick out of the engine and put a drop of oil on the end of the dipstick on your chrome bumper. Then you pull the transmission dipstick and put a drop of oil, and it's going to be red, and you're going to put it right next to the oil. Then you're going to take the power steering cap off and it's going to have oil on the dipstick of it, and you're going to tap that, you're going to be able to see anybody can see dirty. So you're going to look at the oil and see how close to amber it is and what kind of light reflects from the chrome bumper through it. I promise you, you can tell oil that's one day old versus oil that's 3,000 miles old. However, at 3,000, it's still amber, and you can still see through it. So you go, okay, well, I see a change, but not a drastic it's entirely possible 
on your Toyota that the power steering fluid and the transmission fluid are interchangeable and it's entirely possible both of them are going to be red. So you're going to compare power steering fluid to the transmission fluid. Another thing you can do is you can pull the dipstick and touch your fingernail with it as well. You can see the light reflect through your fingernail. You should have said to them in a, in a respectful way, well let's walk out into the shop and I would like you to just put a dab of brand new transmission fluid on a white towel while I'm watching you and then I want you to pull the dipstick and I want you to tap the dipstick right next to it. Can, I, can you show me what you're seeing? Because I can assure you that if we pull the dipstick out and it looks like brown shoe polish, I'm going to have your butt back in the shop and I'm going to show you the fluid that it calls for and the fluid I pulled out of the dipstick and you're going to know the difference. I am impressed that you said it doesn't call for a transmission service this early. That is something that we, my industry bends some of the, the parameters because we're in Arizona, A. B, because the manual was written for everybody but Arizona. C, I have decided for myself that you need to have this serviced at 30 or 35 instead of 60 the way the book says. All these different reasons, but the book is still the manual, and believe it or not, the book was written for Death Valley, Minnesota, North Dakota, and Phoenix, Arizona. So the fact of the matter is, is that's what the book is. But I'm impressed that you knew that. I'm impressed that you said no. There's just one tweak to the action, and that's take me out in the shop and show me. And then if you hear, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't take you out in the shop. Customers aren't out in the shop. That should tell you all you need to know. That should tell you all you need to know about that shop. Because there's nothing in our insurance that says customers can't be in the shop, although they tell us they want the customer to be escorted in and out of the shop. The, their big fear is, is he's going to walk through the shop, trip over something, fall down, and gash his head on the tool bench. Well, if you're walking with him, then you're going to say, step over this or do that. So they want, it's, it's not written in concrete, but it's written in the rules of, or of rules of good businesses, escort the customer in and out of the shop. 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open. You're welcome to join us. And when we come back, I'm going to explain the Honda that the headlights fixed the vibration. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle Right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Hi, Tom Bodette with a word for hipsters. It's getting harder to find that perfect thing nobody's ever heard of. I mean, artisanal persimmon marmalades don't grow on trees, or do they? Anyway, when you wind up so far outside the mainstream you need to rest for the night, point your vintage scooter at Motel 6, suppliers of locally sourced rooms for great low rates since way before it was cool. And if you think that sounds good, you should hear it on vinyl. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. As we commemorate the life and ministry of Dr. Billy Graham today, there is much that can and should be said about his legacy. But I also have to speak about him in a very personal way. In 1993, when I was elected president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, he indicated he wanted to do whatever he could to help me in the cause of recovering and reforming the school, moving it in a very confessionally, decidedly conservative direction. So I asked him to speak at my inauguration as president of the seminary, and he did. He pointed to the gospel, he pointed to Christ, and he gave an enormous word of affirmation that was invaluable to the great cause of recovering the institution I lead to this day. The best way to honor Billy Graham, I'm confident he'd say, is to preach the gospel he preached, starting here, starting now. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Back everybody, 602-508-0960. John's on the phone. Stay right there, John. I got a little business to take care of, but we have four lines open. If you have a car question, a car problem, or a car comment, if you want to ask me my opinion about something you've been told, then I'm more than willing to share that with you. And uh, just keep in mind, it's my opinion. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. Kurtz is proud to be an independent, family-owned, and operated auto repair facility. They recently were recognized of. Uh, as one of the best Better Business Bureau Ethics Award winner, and that says a whole lot about how they run their shop. They do uh, gas and diesel. They do just about everything, and I tease people and tell them they can take their gasoline-powered blowers in there, and Kurt's always laughs about that. But he's been in business since 1987. He has ASC-certified technicians as well as he's a master ASC-certified technician, and so is Jeff, and so is Eric. Those are the three key people at Kurtz, and they're all master's techs. So Kurtz Auto Repairs I-17 and Bell Road in northeast corner of I-17 and Bell. Real quick, John, let me just finish this up. Here's the email. I have a 2016 Honda CRV. We bought it new. It has a hundred. Um, it has 18,000 miles. After 5,000 miles, we began to experience vibration problems. At a stop, uh, at a traffic light, with the engine in drive, the whole car starts vibrating. The only way to stop the vibration is shift to neutral. Sometimes it doesn't work. Honda would at first not admit a problem, and then um, they switched. Uh, the car kept going in for this vibration, kept going in. So far, after four times in the shop, they've switched out two motor mounts and transmission mounts. It's still doing it. The small children in the back seat can feel it. Occasionally, the right turn camera on the mirror bounces so hard I can't even see it. So she's describing a perfect, ugly scenario of a complete car vibration. Okay. They came out, this is a 2016 Honda. Mm-hmm. They came out with a fix because what's going on is, is the idle is fluctuating and it's in an area it doesn't belong. That's creating the vibration. Okay. And it's a voltage problem. So they have a software patch for everything up to 2015 that fixes this problem. But not for a 16, which is what this lady has. Okay. So we know it's a voltage problem. So we watch the voltage 
and we notice the voltage changes dramatically and we're not used to seeing that so in an effort to kind of to to which i say to tax the electrical system mm-hmm. you have to turn on something so we turned on the air and lo and behold the voltage stabilized okay so it didn't do the vibration idle vibration right turn off the air it comes back Okay. Well, we can't have the lady turn on the air conditioning in the wintertime. When it's freezing outside. So the next big draw, the electrical system draw that we could create is headlights. Mm-hmm. So we turn on the headlights and the problem goes away. Oh, wow. So she has automatic headlights. So she knows that she can just go to automatic and drive it with the headlights. And when you do that, the car is fixed. The vibration is gone. In spite of the fact they've done all the motor mounts and they That's danced. That's what I was going to say. But it wasn't on her dime, I don't think. Oh, okay. I think well, it was on their thing. dime. That's a good So thing. the idea is is when we turn on the electrical, it's kind of like a sprinkler system. When you on, turn on one head, that the water pressure is pretty good. When mm-hmm. you turn on um, 10 heads, the water pressure has to come up in order to handle 10. So by turning on the headlights, we're creating a draw that's telling the alternator, hey, you better put out a little bit more. So we're asking the alternator to just raise the limit just a little bit, to raise the voltage. Mm-hmm. So in spite of the fact that there's no fix for this, then I talked to her the other day to verify that this is the fix, turning on the headlights, and she said, well, I, I could put it in auto, but what I prefer to do is just turn them on. And I said, well, I'm worried about you shutting the car off and forgetting to turn off the headlights. And she says, well, there is a ver- really loud doorbell telling me that I forgot to turn the headlights off. So she says, I'm working it that way. And I said, perfect. That's perfect. So it's been working. Well, that's it's been, good. So the fix, the fix was turn on your headlights when you're driving the car. Sooner or later, Honda's going to decide to say, fix the 16s. Does Honda know that yet? <laughs> but you can't do it. You, I can't put a 15 reflash on a on 16, 16 car, car, just like you can't put a window XP reflash on your Windows 10. They, they're it won't di- work. They won't work. Okay. All right, John, good morning to you. How is it I can help you? Yeah, I'm getting ready to store a car, and I've heard on your show to fill the gas tank, put that stable fuel stabilizer in. What I haven't heard is how long can I store that car without having a fuel problem? Um, well, I can I can tell you firsthand that when I use Stable and some of my equipment up at the ranch, I don't care if I store it for a year. Um, sometimes I'll have a chainsaw that I'll only use once a year, and I put Stable in it. So if it's something that I don't use on a regular basis, I know that a year is okay for me. Now, that includes a gas tank on a chainsaw that might be 16, 20 ounces big, all the way up to some generators that I have that are ready to be used and i've got that one big bobcat generator that giant one that Mm -hmm. runs the whole barn and the whole house and i probably fire that up once a year and run it for about 30 minutes on high idle okay and um, i never have any problems with it and it has a i think a 12 gallon tank and i've treated that with stable so the answer to your question is 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 um, i'm very comfortable telling you you could store the car for a year with no problems at all okay now, All right, let me, thank you very much. Let me just add something to that. Are you? How long are you going to store your car? Probably six months, maybe okay. eight. All right, so let me make a couple of other. You're going to store it inside or outside? Inside. Okay. Are you concerned about the tires at all? Have you heard stories about tires and getting flat spots and all that kind of jazz? No. Okay, good. Um, because I want to tell you that that's not going to happen. Some people want to insulate the tires from the hot 
asphalt so they go down to Lowe's or Home Depot and have them cut four squares of quarter inch plywood and they park the car on top of the wood which acts as an insulator. If you're going to store it for six months full of fuel with stable but I would also suggest that you store it full of um, fresh oil. So I would have the oil changed just before you store it and I'd put 10 miles or so on it to circulate the oil. The oil is going to have a lot of acids and byproducts that we really don't want to just settle in the bottom of the pan so I think it's a good idea to have an oil change done a day or two or three before before you're going to park it, and that fin- oh, and then during the oil change, have the tires aired up to the maximum inflation written on the side of the tire, and then all your fluids and hoses and belts checked. And then the last question you're going to have is: is are you going to disconnect the battery or not? Hadn't thought about it, but that's probably a good idea. Well, to be honest with you, I would try it for six months because there's a good chance it'll just be fine in six months. If you disconnect it now, you're going to lose all your radio presets and all your seat presets, and it's going to lose a lot of parameters that it will take about two or three weeks to build back up. So I would suggest that you just leave it connected. It's, that's the path of least resistance. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, and thank you for holding as long as you did. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960. I've got an email that I've got. I can't really name this shops because I don't do that, but I'll mm-hmm. read that on the other side of of this break, and uh, and then we can talk about it. But there's an issue of head gaskets, and this shop said this, and, and I think I, this shop took advantage of me and stuff like that. So we'll just talk about the parameters, and, 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 and I, I share this with you in an effort to help you understand some of the common sense approaches to shop A said it's this and shop B said it's this and shop C said it's this. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you can you can tell me is what they each charged for their diagnosis and that helps me because an armchair diagnosis is worth just exactly what you paid for it. But if a guy spent you know, 75 or $100 of your money, and he said, this is the part I'm going to replace, and this is why I'm going to replace it, and the parameters are out of whack, and I'm, I expect to see three, and it's stuck at one, and so forth and so on. That's the information that you need. Then you look at him and say, I want to make sure we're not guessing with my money. I want to make sure that you're going to fix my problem with your estimate, right? You're going to fix my problem. That's a conversation you should have with everybody, and I tell my own customers you should do that at my shop as well. Make them stand firm on their diagnosis. Make sure they know you're going to hold their feet to the fire. We'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. If you think of your home as just a roof over your head, the place where you store your possessions and sleep, you're missing out on your home's investment potential. Put your home's equity to work for you with a cash-out refinance. Pay off your high-rate credit cards, make a dent in your medical bills, do some remodeling and repairs, or pay back your taxes. Call Steve Oswald from Pinnacle Capital Mortgage to see if a cash-out refinance makes sense for you. 602-266-5665. With over 20 years' experience and extensive market knowledge, Steve can guide you through the complicated mortgage loan process and simplify the many product options. Although interest rates have risen, they're still very low. To learn more about how a cash-out refinance can put money in your pocket, call Steve Oswald from Pinnacle Capital Mortgage, 602-266-5665. That's 602-266-5665. Or go to pcm.mortgage. Pinnacle Capital Mortgage is a division of Finance of America. Mortgage LLC, Equal Housing Lender. MLO 182922. NMLS 1071. AZBK 0910184. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you about a, real quick about a shop in Mesa that's on my best car repair shops list, and you can get that information from MarkSalem.com. So you can click on Best Car Repair Shops, and then you can pick Mechanical and stuff like that. Anyway, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around in Mesa since 1970. They're the only shop that's been able to pass the list of, of demands, I guess, is or, or levels of, of cooperation or quality. But they have passed, and no one in Mesa has. There's other good shops in Mesa, but they don't have the time I want in business. They don't have the certifications. They may not have insurance. Those are the reasons. But Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street just east of Stapley has and will always have all of those. They have ASC certified technicians. They do friendly reminders letting you know when you might be due based on your mileage, what you might be due. 
So if you're in Mesa and you don't have a repair shop, might I suggest you stop by Thompson's or call him, schedule an oil change, and get to meet Brian and his wife, Thelma. You'll find out what I already know, and these are the kind of people that you would hope would be somebody who actually would be your next-door neighbors or something like that, because that's the kind of people that Brian and Thelma are. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. We're going to go to the phones, and we're going to talk to Jerry. Jerry, you're up first. How can I help you? Yes, good morning, Mark. Uh, The question I have, and this is to help my son out, because I think I'm right, but he says I'm not. (laughs) This uh, transmission oils now, you can't find just Dextron 3 anymore. Everything now is Dextron, Mercon, and can that still is that still qualifies as a Dextron three product to put in a car that's re, that says required Dextron three? Okay, well the Dextron um, and the Dextron Mercon are actually old old transmission fluids. They're they're not really the newest. Um, there is proprietary coolants now, as you as you probably know. There's I think there's seven different colors of coolant, and right. now we have we have what the um, the the car makers say you you must use, but really legally they can't tell you that. So um, then then you have different oils, and you have different uh, transmission oils. But the fact of the matter is, is there's universals out there now that are all qualified. So I'll give you a good example on coolant. We use amber coolant, which is a universal coolant. It can go in any car, in any diesel, in any application. And the company like Xerox that stands behind it or Peak that stands behind it, those are billion-dollar companies, and they write it down. We'll protect you if, in case anybody says that our coolant caused the engine to fail. We'll protect you. So I would go with a universal coolant or a universal transmission fluid if I were you. I think Valvoline makes a universal um, and I wish I could think of the name of that right now, but I can't. I can't um, another thing that you can do is is you can Google transmission fluid, and you can put the make the make of your car in there, and then come it, it will ask you some years and stuff like that, and then you can narrow it down to a cu- couple of products. Last but not least, are you going to change all of it, or are you just going to do the four quarts and the filter? No, we just redid the heads. We pulled out everything, so... He's keeping the, the the transmission fluid was changed not too long back, so he just wants to replace the amount that uh, we pulled out. Okay. So um, on the receipt that they did change it, did they happen to give you a clue as to what they put in there, or did they just put ATF? Well, the last time, from what I remember, he said he put uh, the the standard Dextron three. Okay, and what kind of vehicle are we talking about? Uh, this is a '94 uh, Toyota 4Runner, 4x4. If it's called Dextron, then you can put any Dextron you can find in there. So you can do a GM or you can do a lot of them. They all say they really and truly Dextron originally came out in the GM and then Ford wanted their own. So that's where Mercon came from. And so, but in reality, now that the two of them don't really have a big de- determination, a big change, or they both want Ford fluid in this and Chevrolet in the other, there's lots of those fluids that are multi purpose. And in your Toyota, it follows GM most of the time. So Dextron 3 would be an appropriate fluid to put back in your transmission. Okay. Now, the other question I'd have too is this this thing they have Dextron 4, but it's a full synthetic. Do you do not want to blend both of those together, correct? No, you can. That's what blended transmission and oil is. If you have a blend, it's half synthetic, or they won't tell you if it's half synthetic, but they say it's some synthetic and some conventional. So when you buy a transmission fluid that's called a semi-synthetic 
or a blended transmission fluid, you're getting some portion of this top end, which is synthetic, and some portion of the bottom end, which is conventional. So a mix of synthetic and conventional in the mid- meets in the middle, and that's called a blend or semi-synthetic. So you can put in whatever you want. In your case, I wouldn't put in the synthetic because it costs more money. <laughs> so okay. I would just use the Dex3 if I were you. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, thank you very much for your help because it's kind of confusing. <laughs> it, it is that, and thank you very much for asking. Thank you very much. Um, what, what do you? Oh, Vaveline Max Life. Thank you for that. Thank mm-hmm. you. She uh, pulled your phone out. Vaveline Max Life is a fluid that you can use in your 94, and it's a universal fluid. I think the only thing that doesn't cover is some, some European cars that have a, a uh, something-based oil, some ester-based oil or something like that. But Vaveline says that they, that they cover us. They have a policy that covers us. So if we get sued, they're going to stand between us and who's suing us. Okay. So real quick, and I know we're up against a break. I need to go to John. John, how can I help you today? Hey, Mark. Um, I want to base on the guy that's going to be storing his car. Yes, sir. He was going to, wanting to apply the stable into the fuel, right? Yes, sir. Does that bottle have all the instructions on using it? Yes, sir. It uh, actually comes with a little uh, ounce uh, where you tip the bottle and you fill up this reservoir that sits next to it. And so the the directions will tell you this, this, or this. I want to tell you, (laughs) I am a, a guy that follows directions most of the time. So when you have a lawnmower or a chainsaw, there's not going to be anything in there that says, you know, this, it's 10% of what you have because you don't know what you have. So for my lawnmowers, I go, it's this kind of a glug. (laughs) Okay, that's all I put. It might be a tablespoon or maybe two. That's all I put. And and my generator... Um, it, it holds, I think it holds 12 gallons, I think. Okay. And so I'm going to treat 12 gallons because I know it's three quarters full. But there's no harmful effect of putting too much stable in your tank. It's not going to hurt your catalytic converter. It's not going to foul your spark plugs. Right. I was thinking in terms of, of the actual um, things you do when you put it in the vehicle. Because like, he should put it in before he puts the fuel in and then drive the vehicle for a time to get it circulate all through the fuel system, right? No, not necessarily. What we're trying to do is cause the ga- uh, we're trying to prevent the gas from going bad in the tank. We're not trying to do anything forward of the fuel tank. We're just trying to keep the gas from turning sour in the tank. Okay, so, so matter then on that? No, it doesn't. It, to be honest with you, if you think about it, people are going to put stable and then they're going to put the thing away. So they don't have to shake the car or anything like that at all, and they don't have to circulate it forward. If it was a freezing issue, then, yes, you'd take something in the tank and and push it forward. But in this particular case, we're just keeping the gasoline from turning sour. So it's just put it in, and if you put it in, you lock the doors and you walk away. That's fine. That's okay. All righty? All right, thank you for bringing that up, John. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, 
The law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Sherry with Professional Escrow Resources is with me again. Sherry, what do you do? Well, for people that own real estate and want to do something post-closing with their property, such as transfer it to their trust, add a beneficiary in the event of their death, add a spouse do a a lot split or combine parcels, anything that is done post-closing, we can help you with. All right. I'm reading here that you also prepare documents to secure loans, such as promissory notes and agreements for sale. You also prepare and record the document that will secure the lien, such as a mortgage, deed of trust. And you also prepare modifications or assignments to these documents and, if desired, assist in setting up the collection services with an account servicing company of their choice. Yes, great. Why professional escrow resources? We're going to help make it easy for you. Call 602-DOC-EASY. That's 602-362-3279 or online at docprepper.com. Call 602-DOC-EASY today. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted, and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. Folks, let me tell you, every single week in the city of Phoenix, an auto repair shop goes upside down. There, uh, Some of the parts vendors tell us that sometimes it's four a week. But I think, generally speaking, one guy goes out of business. And the parts vendors know who that is because he doesn't pay his bill. So for somebody to be in business since 1968, that is somebody who's in for the long haul. Doing something right. They're doing something right. Automatic Transmission (laughs) Exchange is on 40th Street in Washington. It's on the north side of the road. If you go up and down Washington, you've passed it a million times. It's a great transmission shop. So if you're in Phoenix and you need somebody to drive your car, if you can demonstrate the problem, don't do it on Monday morning or Friday afternoon for obvious reasons, but they'll take a ride with you if you can duplicate the problem. That's the first step for successful and somewhat inexpensive transmission repair is show them what it's doing. So Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. David, you're up. How can I help you? Uh, must be a transmission day. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, um, hey, I enjoy your show. Thank um, you. 
Okay, I've had uh, four or five Chevrolet or GM vehicle, GM trucks over the last 25, 30 years. I've been great. I've had no issues with uh, engines at all. I get three, four, five hundred thousand miles before I sell them. But I've always had to change the transmission or rebuild the transmission after about 200,000 miles or 250. So I'm my new truck now, what can I do to maybe make the transmission last longer? Wow. You you are the king of transmission I life. Know. I was what, gonna say what that's do a you, long time. What do you want? <laughs> Holy mackerel. Wow. I am I am f- I'm not making fun of you. I am proud of you for popping 200,000 miles. I wish you would have turned your question around. Mark, I've owned GMs all my life. What would you tell me? What is the interval to change my transmission? When do I need to budget? My answer would have been between 100 and 150,000 miles. Mm-hmm. That would have been my oh, answer. No, my, I, 170 is the, about where I go. You know, about uh, I can almost count on it, 170 to 200,000 miles. Okay, think uh, about this. But I don't this. tow, you know, I don't tow a lot of stuff. I don't, you know, I do on occasion. I'm a contractor, so I'm towing little things here and there, but nothing big. Well, you, you at 200,000 miles, that truck has been around the world eight times on the equator. 25,000 miles completely around the world. Your truck has circled the world, world at the equator eight times. And you want more? <laughs> Listen, I'm teasing you, I, and thank you for laughing. Really, there is nothing you can do. Whatever you're doing, you got to keep doing that. I don't even get that life out of my transmissions. My wife doesn't get it out of hers. If she'd stop drag racing everybody off traffic lights, I'd probably get her yeah, a little maybe. move a little higher. But no, you... Uh, whatever you're doing, however you're changing the fluid, however you're towing, what when you pull it out of overdrive, when you're towing a trailer, whatever you're doing, you just keep doing it. And when you say your prayers at night, you tell them that Mark Salem thinks you are the wow. king of transmission life. Okay, that's, right. I, I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know I anybody else. A- Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I do like? Is it is it better to service the transmission? Uh, I I have bad luck when I change the transmission fluid. Okay. So I just leave it in now. And 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 you can do that if that's what if that's what got you you know where you're at today then then go ahead. I, I'm yeah, not of okay. the opinion for that. Um, the old days when we put new transmission fluid in it, everybody said it broke loose all the dirt and then the heart the arteries of the transmission got clogged up and the transmission would fail. There was merit yeah. to that in the 70s. In the okay. 70s, there was merit to that. Today, it's not. The issue is, is when do I change it? Well, if you're going to pull the pan, you're going to get four of the 12 to 16 quarts. If you do a flush, you're going to get all of them. Well, you've got to do the pan every once in a while because that's where the filter's at, and we can't let the filter fill up with a bunch of metal. So here's what I do on my own truck. Every 100,000 miles, the first time, first service, I'm going to pull the pan, put four quarts in it, put a new filter. That's at 25,000 miles. Then at 100, I'm going to flush the whole thing. I might do it 75 to 100. I'm going to flush all the fluid. I'm going to leave the pan alone, leave the filter. Then the next one, I'm going to do the filter. Then the next one, I'm going to do a flush. So basically, at 25, I'm doing the filter. And probably 75, I'm doing a flush. And then at 25, I'm doing the filter. And then 75, I'm doing a flush. That's how I do mine. I haul a little bit heavier than you're talking about because I'm hauling farm equipment, tractors, bobcats, excavators, 
four horses, and then if my wife brings a bunch of her girlfriends, there's another couple tons I'm hauling oh, around. Oh, golly. <laughs> you are in trouble now. Oh, come on. So anyway, I, I think you've done fine. Right. Um, just stick with what you're doing. Thank you very much, David. Josh, you're up next. How can I help you? Mr. Salem, Andy, how you doing? Old friend here. Oh, Okay. From behind the building, the landscape company. Oh, okay. Josh, Josh, the sprinkler guru. <laughs> yes, and yes. and I understand you were on a boat with my son, you two guys, his family, and that you would disappear at one time or another where your wife and your dad didn't know where the two of you went. Was that the truth? Uh, I can't. You know what happens on the ocean. <laughs> Good work, Josh. Good work. All right. What can I do for you, buddy? Hey, so this morning, or uh, we got a, my wife and I have a 2012 Buick Enclave, and uh, this morning, she went to work out, and on her way home from working out, she stopped at a store, and when she got back in the car, it started real, real hard, and then she said, said the uh, stability track, service stability track, service, um, the traction control is off, service it, and then she pulled over and stopped to call me, and then smoke started coming out of the uh, right exhaust pipe. Uh, she said the last two or three mornings, it has started hard. That's about all the info I have. Any uh, thoughts, or should I drive this thing or have it towed? <laughs> well, um, the, forget the stability track and the traction control. That's that's going to be a separate issue. The smoke out of the tailpipe, we need to know what color. Black, white, blue, gray. So we need to know that. The starting hard and rough is probably going to less some trace in the computer. So we can go in and some look at some fuel trim numbers and see if it's running rich or running lean. But uh, uh, let's divide a line right down the middle and let's stick with the heart. The heart it cranks over, but it doesn't catch. I think is what she means. It goes da 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 da, and it does that a lot before it catches. Where before it's kind of a and it starts right up. How many miles? Exactly. Okay. How many miles? Only sixty-eight thousand. Okay. This can be really anything, but forget the stability track and all that kind of stuff. We don't want to deal with that right now because all those lights are telling you is I've disabled the stability track and the, and the ABS or whatever else it had um, because I saw a problem. We'll deal with that later. That's not going to put anybody in harm's way. Let's fix the problem of it running poorly. So if it doesn't start and run, yeah, you're going to have to have it towed. But if you can limp it in, the only thing I don't want to see is smoke anywhere but the tailpipe. That's all. If okay. it smokes underneath the hood, Josh, you got to pull it over. And don't open the exactly. hood. Okay? So And, and, and <laughs> t- tell her that anything that's wrong with this, if she's the primary driver, it's her fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's going to go over very well. <laughs> see, I, he's I a smart man. I want to do more of those vacations. I, I understand. I understand. Well, Josh, thank you very much. And if we can help you, we will help you. And Alan would be your contact. Well, if I can get it that far, I will. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Rick, how are you today? What can we do for you? I'm very well, Mark. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm um, I'm having brake problems with a 2011 uh, Chevrolet Corvette. It's the Grand Sport model. It okay. has the uh, Z06 suspension, so it has the six piston calipers on the front end and the squealing is primarily coming from the front end um my dilemma is oh let me re back up just a little bit the car has almost twenty one thousand miles on it i bought it with fourteen thousand five hundred miles on it i put six thousand miles on it in the last 
couple of years. Okay. Um, real f- I, go ahead. Go ahead. I notice a squealing at very, very low speeds, like if I'm on a parking lot at the grocery store or something, that's when I, I'll notice the squealing uh, coming from the front end. Okay. Um, so I, I went to a local shop recently, and um, they came back and said, hey, you've got to have new pads and new rotors at 20,500 miles, and I asked about machining the rotors or resurfacing them, and they said those are cross-drilled. They cannot be uh, resurfaced or machined. Uh, they have to be replaced. The Where I get into a jam on it, I am I'm frustrated, is they quoted me $480 a piece for those rotors, and I go home and I look online at um, GM Parts Direct, dot com and they're ninety dollars i look at another website for um oem parts or genuine gm parts and they're 75 bucks okay okay hold on hold on hold on hold on you're putting too many things on my plate okay let let's let's go back to the real problem and i'll i'll deal with both of them at the same time or one right after the other the brakes are i'm real familiar with the co6 camaro or corvette i have one I'm real familiar okay. with those. The problem is you got 21,000 miles, and, I, and mine is a 2006, and mine has 21,000 miles. So I'm even older than okay. you are. This okay. this car has never really been driven like it's designed. The brakes are squealing because the pads are vibrating like a guitar string. They're vibrating. If you push a little bit harder, the squeal goes away. When you apply yes. the brakes gently... Then we use the front brakes. They're usually 60% of the braking, and the back are 40% of the braking. The nose dives. The, the front brakes work. It's not going to be calipers because if there's a caliper problem, you have uneven wear front inner and outer pad. You haven't said a word about that, neither did they. They want to hang pads and rotors on it. That's not going to fix it. If you want to stop it, you bevel the pads so the pads no longer can vibrate, or you put a new hardware kit on each of the fronts, which the hardware kit can't be 30 40 50 bucks. And yeah. so you put a hardware kit, and it comes with shims and some springs to keep the pads from, from vibrating. But there's no harm. There's no foul. It's the aggravation. That's all it is. This is not going to put your life in jeopardy because in a Corvette, you're going to hammer the brakes when you're drag racing a Mustang and he's in your rearview mirror and you see a police car, <laughs> you're going to hammer the brakes. So this is not a problem. As far as parts pricing is concerned, it's not fair to you or the shop unless you're comparing part numbers. Because yeah. let me tell you, there is no such thing as a General Motors rotor. There is no such thing. The lowest bidder in China or Mexico or Korea, they're the ones that build the rotor. I can tell you on a Ford, the alternator's Hitachi. The mass airflow sensor is um, Nippendenzo. The brakes are Bendix. The belts are a Goodyear Continental. Um, and I could go on. And the fuel pump on a Ford today is made by Delphi, which is a derivative of Delco, which is a General Motors company. Oh, my goodness. So your car is made up from a lot. I want to tell you, if you want to fix this in a kind of a violent way, I want you to to, to not coast to a stop. I want you to use the brakes the last 15 feet. Let's just okay. hammer them just a little bit. But I I would say to you, a hardware kit installed and maybe do a little bit of crosshatch with a grinding wheel and spin the rotor around and just put a crosshatch on it so it's not like a record player, then I would do that. I'd do inside of the rotor, the outside of the rotor, and I'd be done. 
So I got to take a break. I'll have more comments on the other side. And the lines are open, 602-508-0960. I'm going to calm down, and then I'm going to talk. finish talking about the brake pricing or the parts pricing. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 